Welcome to Press Run, April 1st. The media's Hunter Biden debacle, Whitewater 2. Eagerly deploying newsroom resources to the perpetually overblown Hunter Biden story, just as Trump and Fox News kick off a new smear campaign, CNN, The Wall Street Journal, and The Washington Post gladly did the GOP's bidding this week. Signing off on the idea that the Hunter Biden story remains a scandal simply because the Republicans say so, the press has adopted a whitewater-like obsession with the perpetual dead-end paperwork story. One White House reporter on Thursday, doing his best Fox News impression, asked if President Joe Biden would pardon Hunter, who is not accused of any crime. Producing remarkably similar articles that were published nearly simultaneously this week, the CNN Journal and Post articles all swung and missed. On paper, there's no reason why they would pick the exact same moment to churn out nearly 7,000 words on Biden reporting especially since none of the investigations dug up any startling revelations about his business dealings from the previous decade. The copycat nature of the reports raised questions about who the unnamed sources for these stories were and if there was a coordinated effort by Republican operatives to push simultaneous Hunter updates. It's also telling that the hand-delivered Hunter Biden leaks arrived the same time we're learning even more about the Trump White House's criminality specifically the administration's clear lawbreaking surrounding the January 6th coup attempt. This was the big aha moment from the Post piece. Quote, The new documents illustrate the ways in which his family profited from the relationships built over Joe Biden's decade in public service. Unquote. And? The press can't provide an answer to the and. They can't find anything illegal or shocking. So they pretend that the business deals themselves are newsworthy and that Hunter's career requires years of media digging. Meanwhile, the story about a Supreme Court justice's wife strategizing with the Trump White House to overturn an election has evaporated from most newsrooms in less than a week. There's never been a shred of evidence that Joe Biden was involved with his son's business dealings or profited from them in any way, or that the senior Biden did anything remotely unethical in connection with Hunter's career. The son never ran for office, never served in the government, never lobbied to change U.S. policy, and never acted as an advisor to his father in any way. The fact is, he remains under investigations for matters related to tax payments and his foreign work, and there is a chance he could be indicted. Although, as the New York Times recently reported, Biden recently paid off, quote-unquote, a significant tax liability, which, quote, could make it harder for prosecutors to win a conviction or long sentences for tax-related offenses, unquote. It's a relatively small-stakes tax case that has produced a ridiculous amount of breathless Beltway coverage, much to the delight of the GOP. Context. 11 Trump associates who worked directly with the president have been indicted on criminal charges over the years. The press relentlessly pursues the Hunter story because they insist there's an appearance of conflict of interest given the family connections. But Hunter began making energy deals just as his father was leaving office in 2016 after eight years serving with President Barack Obama. If Hunter wanted to cash in on his father's vice presidency, why did he wait until the end of his father's vice presidency? Still, the media fixation continues. Look at the Post headline. Quote, inside Hunter Biden's multi-million dollar deals with a Chinese energy company, unquote. Why the assumption that there's a need to delve inside? There's no reason why private citizens deal with a Chinese energy company should be considered newsworthy five years after the fact. 
It's an exhaustive post article about a short-lived business venture Biden had between 2017 and 2018. What's the point? The paper makes no attempt to explain why any of this is important and why the paper assigned three reporters to produce such an exhaustive review. My guess is the enterprise is to show the Post and the rest of the press can be tough on Democrats and to perpetuate a poisonous brand of both sides journalism. If the paper were honest with readers, it would tell them it spent a ton of time researching Hunter Biden's business deals because unhinged Republicans now claim the deep state is behind it all and could not find anything newsworthy. But that's not how the Beltway Press treats Democrats. See Whitewater. So the Post did its best to justify the GOP-sponsored fishing expedition. The article included a baffling, multi-paragraph examination of a dispute Biden once had with a business landlord, complete with angry emails about duplicate keys being made. Other telltale signs of a journalism flop were sprinkled throughout the three articles. Buried deep down, they often included awkward concessions. Quote, the Post did not find evidence that Joe Biden personally benefited or knew details about the transactions. Unquote. Quote, Hunter Biden has not been charged with any crime and has denied any wrongdoing. His father, President Joe Biden, is not being investigated as part of the probe of his son's business activities. Unquote. CNN. Quote, the progress prosecutors have made doesn't mean they will ultimately bring charges. Unquote. The Journal. Quote, I'm so glad our colleagues are still doing strong reporting on the story. Unquote. New York Times columnist Gail Collins cheered last week. Quote, Hunter Biden's scummy business dealings shouldn't be swept under the rugs any more than anyone else's, unquote. Swept under the rug? Since 2017, the name Hunter Biden has appeared in more than 800 articles and columns published by the Times, according to Nexus. The media's Hunter Biden charade is becoming preposterous. Good stuff. CBS News is hiring of a former Trump lackey just keeps getting worse for the network. From the Washington Post piece headline, Turmoil at CBS News over Trump aide Mick Mulvaney's punditry gig. Quote, if you look at some of the people that we're hiring on a contributor basis, being able to make sure that we are getting access on both sides of the aisle is a priority because we know Republicans are going to take over, most likely in the midterms, unquote. CBS News' co-president, Niraj Kemlani, told the staff of the network's morning show, according to a recording of his comments obtained by the Washington Post, quote, a lot of people that we're bringing in are helping us in terms of access to the other side of the equation, unquote. Fun stuff because we all need a break. Arcade Fire, the lightning one. The pride of Montreal, Arcade Fire, and their cast of communal members return with their energetic brand of rock. The new album sounds like a welcome return to the band's boisterous roots. From Pitchfork's praise, quote, There's a sense that after Arcade Fire steered away from shout choruses and earnest sing-alongs, those musty relics of aughts indie rock, they found their way home again, sounding fearless and genuine once again. Unquote. 